Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. We're so glad that you could join us live today. Today's date is December 5th in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm Greg Messina, and if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus, the Christ, the way, the truth, the life. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments today. If you don't know who Jesus is, we do encourage you to get to know him today. I do have to give you the bad news first. The bad news is we're all sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. We deserve eternal separation from God and his blessings. But the good news is our debt, or sins, have been fully paid for by the finished work of Jesus Christ on that cross at Calvary. He shed his blood for our sins, died, was buried, and was the only person who was risen in a fully glorified body on the third day. If you believe that this has happened, placing your trust in that blood of Jesus, you are saved from eternal damnation. You'll want to begin starting to live for him and not for the world. As scripture states, we become ambassadors for Christ. Isn't that an amazing thing? I want to welcome back our uptime panel. And of course, today we bring back Brother Bob Barber. Hey, everybody. Brother Michael Pels. Howdy, y'all. Brother John L. Fortier. Hello, good evening, everyone. And what a special treat we have back with us, Brother Bob Hagen. Welcome back, Brother Bob. Thanks. Thank you, Greg. It's a it's a real blessing to be back with, with my brothers here. And all Absolutely. the folks in the chat, I've noticed there's a there's a few people that are that are welcoming me back and I I'm glad to be back here with you guys. Really well, we're happy to have you. Um Kevin uh Hookman will not be able to join us tonight. Uh he did not give me a specific reason why, but I uh, hope all is well with him, and uh, we'll lift him up in prayer, obviously, as we all do, we usually do for everyone here. Um, just want to go over verse of the day, then Jesus said unto them again, verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. That is John 10, 7, and 9 through 10, verse uh, chapter John t- chapter ten verse seven and nine through ten, and that door he is the door right. Amen. Uh, of course, uh, don't forget our gospel of salvation found in First Corinthians fifteen one through four. You believe that gospel, John First Corinthians fifteen one through four. You go through that door, and he is the door. Amen. 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 Well, we're gonna kick this off, and uh, brother Bob, how was your week? Uh, what have you? been studying what have you come up with well what uh well, a bunch of things i've been studying uh, i think uh and my week's been going good really good thank you always looking forward to tuesday nights to spend with everybody our time this is basically our church here you know all you've joined mm-hmm. us right here this is our church here i don't tie into a building i don't do the brick and mortar thing anymore i i tie in here and then i join other broadcasts here and there you know so that's what i do so, and that's what you're doing here as well, you know, and, uh, what I've been up to, you know, just watching the same thing I always been doing is watching. And I know we're just in this time right now where all these signs, everything's happened already. And a lot of people are starting to, we'll put you this way. There's not a lot of people left on the wall. Okay. Not a lot of watchmen left on the wall, but there are still a few up there fighting, you know, and I put out a video kind of portraying that, you know, we're still in the fight still, <laughs> but you know, if you guys seen any decent movie, if a, if a movie has a good writer, 
you especially if it's like an action movie or a drama or something like that, what usually happens is you'll before the apex of the movie takes place, there's always this that goes up for a while, then it slumps, and the hero goes through this thing or the the team of people go through some situation and it gets to a point of hopelessness. Okay. Like we're just going to lose. We're just going to be destroyed. Everything's been destroyed. We have no hope. And if you got a really good writer, it'll go from hopelessness to even more hopelessness and it get to a point where it's like really bad. Like there is no way back. I, I, I'm waiting to see, I can't wait to see how they're going to bring this movie back. Okay. If it's a good writer. And of course, that's where I think we're at right now because we just keep sliding down further down the slippery slope of the pre tribulation period. And that's what it is. It's a pre tribulation period. Okay. But God being the author and finisher of all things, greatest author in the universe and existence, you know, obviously he's going to do something here very shortly. I don't know what it's going to be. He's going to do something either rapture, resurrection, or it's going to be something that's going to really. No, rev everybody up again. Okay, and I think that's what's about to happen. And, you know, we see a lot of things happen in the political realm, and we know that there is no political solution for a spiritual problem. Amen? Okay, and they're looking for, the world's looking for a physical solution, which is a physical leader, and we know who that, we all know who that is. Okay, but we're looking for a spiritual solution, spiritual leader, who is Jesus Christ. Okay, and I'll close with this. Basically, what, what I see happening right now, according to what I've been watching all week, is we're in this pre-tribulation time frame now where God is watching everybody on earth, seeing what decisions they're making right now, picking sides. He's like, pick sides. Hot, cold, can't stay in the middle. Okay, I'm going to deal with you. You got Hamas. You got the uh, Palestinians, the enemy. Then you have Israel. Okay, pick sides, everybody. Okay, you can't stay in the middle, all right? And once, and I think it's fair that God does that. He gives everybody a chance to pick sides. And during this time, a lot of people are picking the right side of Jesus Christ, okay, and getting saved and getting on his ark before he, he does that final trumpet call and calls his home. And I think that makes sense. I think that's fair that God would do that, okay? Because Jesus said, I did not come, bring, I did not come to bring peace vision, and he's already been causing this division with this whole uh, situation going on in Israel. Okay. So that's pretty much what I've been watching. Week's been going great. Can't wait to hear what everybody else has to say and what they've been doing and watching and coming up with this week. Amen. 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 Go ahead, Brother Michael, please. Oh, yes, yes, definitely. How's everyone doing? It's amazing to be here. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for allowing me to do so. Yeah, you guys know last week I wasn't able to be here. My my wife, she was sick, and then I got sick afterwards. And still kind of having these weird bouts where it feels like I'm waking up in the middle of the night where I feel like I just can't breathe. It's it's really weird. But um, getting over it, and I'm doing better in that regard. But I've had some really interesting things that happened, of course, over the week. And... Um, one of them being uh, I had a my first public encounter, <laughs> which was really weird. And um, I was at the store shopping and um, some girl was staring at me and she's like, looks at me and points. She says, Centurion? <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So come to Amen. find out her name That's was cool. Clara and she watches Uptime. 
and um, she watches Centurions of Faith. And I was like, man, that, that was so, so cool to be able to sit there and have a, a quick chat about just everything that's going on in the world. And it was really interesting because right when we left this, when I left the store, there was uh, a kind of like a mobile preacher that had set up outside in the parking lot and they were preaching the gospel. And it just it was a really cool day. And I was like, wow, it's so awesome to be able to see you know, men and women of God going around and even more and more fervency, at least in my local area. Um, it seems like things are really starting to pick up. So um been working really hard with Feed My Sheep Today and getting all kinds of new content right now. I got two videos in the works at the same time. So I have it feels like my projects are just all over. There. I have so many I'm working on. Um, it's by the grace of God He gives me the energy to get through all this. And But mm. seeing on what's going on in the world, it's like, wow, yeah absolutely love the analogy brother bob and it really is like that movie script you know where everyone's all like you know it gets all dramatic and the scenes are keep flashing you know everyone's faces are looking around all depressed and waiting for something you know but we know that this hopelessness is good because it's driving us to the only hope that we should have hope in and that's jesus christ and being excited for his return to gather us up and take us out of here and um, so that's that's kind of where I see the world at right now. So we're waiting for our true Superman to come and save us. And, man, I cannot wait. It's going to be so amazing. And um, just another side note, when I was at Walmart the other day, there was a, uh, you know, the, the door greeters. And it was a, she was an elderly lady. You know, she looked like kind of kind of rough and everything. And um, people were just giving her so much slack and I guess I just have that kind of face where people just kind of open up to me. And so when I got to her, you know, I gave her the receipt. She looked at it and she's like, you people are saying such bad things about me and, and putting me down because I have to ask about the receipt. And I just want to say to people out there that shop at Walmart, give grace to the greeters guys. It's just, it's just their job to ask for a receipt. They're not trying to accuse anyone of stealing. But that, that really kind of broke my heart, man. And, and um, so I talked to her and I gave her a hug and everything. And I tried to get her some lunch, but she said she couldn't accept anything from anyone or they would fire her. So I, I gave her a hug instead so she could keep her job. But uh, it was just sad, you know. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of that going on in the world right now. We just see this hopelessness and sadness and everyone is going through it in some way, shape or form. So if we can just just walk in love, you know, we can do all these amazing things and, and, and prophesy and make awesome videos and, and speak a good word. But if we, if we don't have love, we're just absolutely nothing. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Amen. That's a, you know, that's a good word, Michael. It's, it's important, you know, and I, I've seen that too with uh, the folks in Walmart and I usually end up, I've been, you know, waiting for Terry to shop because it just, I just slow her down too much when I'm with her. So <laughs> I'll sit there and I'll end up having conversations with the greeters. And, and uh, you know, this one guy was really enthusiastic about everybody that came in. And I, I asked him, I said, what's it? You know, I have to change it up, you know, to make it interesting. But, but you know, to every, know. everybody has a particular job to do. And, yeah. And we're not... Uh, we can't all be the head of a corporation as if anybody want to be right now, but yeah. you know, each, each of us has a particular uh, talent and uh, you know, we're, 
the Lord puts you in the area where you can utilize that talent. And, uh, and that's, that's a thing. It's a, that's a neat. Oh, Cesar. God bless <laughs> you. Good. Good to see the, you know, good to see Boy, these man. folks. And, and, uh, you know, I've been keeping up on stuff and I've been watching things. I just, uh, I've been kind of on a little bit of a hiatus, uh, for, you know, personal reasons, but, uh, I've also been, uh, had a chance to, to watch some of the, some of the teachings that uh, my brother John's been doing and very thankful for your life, brother. And, and, uh, how you're holding forth the word and how, the, how, you know, you, you're magnifying that word. And, and it's, uh, you know, my, my week's been kind of, you know, I've been dealing with some stuff, but just being back with you guys is a, is sort of like a early Christmas present in a way oh. because it's been so long. And, um, but John, how, how have you been doing, man? You look good. You look good, man. Thank you, sir. I've been doing good. Besides the fact that in Canada, they're trying to uh, pass a law or talking about a law that Christmas is discrimination against other religious people. What? <clears throat> yes, yes, yes. I've sent uh, an email to Mr. <laughs> Greg about it and showing the, oh yeah, that's, that's getting a lot, a little crazy up here. Um, I know you guys are always often talking about the United States, but, uh, let me tell you that Canada is, uh, how would I put it? <laughs> I got no words that can be disclosed on this chat right now on yeah. this uh, I, video there. I heard there was a guy who's going to give Trudeau a run for his money. Uh, I don't man. know if that's true or not, but there's there's this guy who's well, supposedly running against him. That, that yeah, Pierre Poilier. Yes, Pierre, Peter, Pierre. Well, yeah, it's always yes. better when you say it, brother. I don't know why. <laughs> it comes out. <laughs> that, that British accent of his. <laughs> and <laughs> British accent. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, yeah. That's that's the little fat dude there who speaks French now. But uh... <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> oh my! But I've been doing good because the Bible studies are doing pretty good. Awesome. We're now studying the seven characteristics of God's holy word. But holy word as uppercase w and lowercase w because in your king james there's a difference right oh, there sure. right it's very different same thing for holy spirit and spirit with a capital s or a small s but anyway we're studying this we're having a great time we're a small group but um, i really enjoy that and uh, i received good news this uh, today for my health too Regarding, yes, regarding yes. Some blood tests that I was uh, waiting for, and it, everything came out good. Right on. That's great. A little bit of thyroid, but that's <clears throat> okay. That's no big deal. <clears throat> Shoot, every time I get my blood work done, man, it, it looks like a bad report card. There's all these little things all over it, and they're always like, Michael, <laughs> they what's going on they, here? They say it's you again, Saturia. They gave me this little card. I actually have it in my wallet, and, and you open it up, she gives me a little gold star if I do good on my A1C. I'm like, wow, I feel like a little, a little kid again. Yeah, well, I did good on this one, and I praise God for it because I was, it was getting me a little nervous 
But uh, now, yeah, man, I just gotta keep doing Praise what I'm doing right now for my uh, diet and stuff, yeah. and it's all doing good. Praise the Lord again for that. Mm-hmm. So this was my week, and uh, with that, I will pass. Well, you know, you have you you look at these things. We're we're uh, many times we just take stuff for granted, John. You know, we take for granted that we can get up in the morning and go through our day and, you know, whether it's work or studying or putting videos together. Uh, one of the things that um, my wife and I do, and we try to do it every morning is be thankful to God for another day of life. Amen. Amen. And, Amen. and really uh, it's really important to, to have a attitude of gratitude, have a, be thankful and realize that, that, um, you know, the Lord has us here for a particular reason. You know, some of us is, if it's a shame Kev's not here, but like, you know, some of us are older than others. I'm sure he would rub that in, but you know, for, it's kind of fun because, you know, when, when the Lord allows you to live a lot of years, you've seen a lot of changes. Some of them are good and a lot of them haven't been good, but you see a lot of younger people coming up and, and, uh, you know, God wants, God, he's looking for faithful men and women who will be faithful and, you know, also teachable and, you know, with the abilities that we all have, you know, I'm, I'm not as smart as you guys are, but, you know, God's given me a few things to share and I'm always thankful when I'm able to do it and and see how he's working in all of your lives. And I know he does. I know he does in Kev's and, and other people we've had on here. And, and it's, um, it's really making an impact. And it's not about numbers of people that are tuned in to listen or to watch. It's how many people really take heed to the message that this is the most important decision you'll ever make in your life. You know, whether you yeah. want to just brush it aside and say, well, I've got plenty of time. I don't think there's a whole plenty of times left. I think you better <clears throat> make a decision now and realize it's a gift. It's a free gift. Jesus Christ came and he gave, he laid down his life for you and me. And it's still available to have this eternal life and, you know, be sealed with that Holy spirit of promise. That's a pretty good deal, you know, and it's nothing we did to deserve it, but it's something that it's an unspeakable gift. And here I go preaching again. You bring me back on here and here I go. But at the same time, it's, it's a, that's the goal all of us have, you know, we're not on here to build huge ministries where we can have these fantastically big buildings and TV ministries and all that. We're here, you know, John, you talk about a small study group. Hey, you know, the, in the book of Acts, they met in the homes. Mm-hmm. They're still doing this today. Underground churches in different countries, they're still doing I know about them. Mm-hmm. There are certain areas of the world, you know, where Bob's and his ministry are, are supporting people that, you know, he can't even talk about where these places are, but they're still happening. You know, I mean, God's word is not going to be held back by... Uh, you know, the adversary is not going to be able to stop it. Now, he tries to, and sometimes it looks like he's winning, but he can't stop it. Man. It's going to get, it's going to 
accomplish what it's been set out to do. It does not come back void. It's like you were talking about your brother earlier, John, you know, the yeah. work you oh. share with him in your life is a witness to him. And that's why he's going, Hey, maybe I should check this out. That's, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's the witness of Michael and Bob and Greg and myself and others. It just, and the people in the chat that, that, you know, they're, they're there to, if they can learn something, uh, if, if they go like the scripture you just put up here, if you can learn this, that the word of God is the, is the, is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. You know, it's the one that divides, it's a critic. It's a critic of the thoughts and intents of the heart, you know. We all have areas in our life where we need to change. Uh, we need to put off that old man nature and put on, put on that newness of life, that new man nature. But how do we do that? First, we got to get right with God, and then we'll, it'll start to make sense. That's right. The Word of God never made sense to me before I got saved. Mm-hmm. It was all a bunch of nice words, but it never, it never, it didn't make any sense. And now it does. Amen. So that's yeah. awesome you mentioned that, brother, because I was actually just talking to my brother earlier about that very concept, and that's a. Uh, you guys can find that in First Corinthians chapter two. It goes into talking about, you know, how can, you know, man can discern things of men because they have the spirit of a man. But how can a man discern things of God if, without the spirit mm-hmm. of God? It just can't be done. We, we have to have the Holy Spirit. And um, I'll never forget after I was born again, opening up the Bible and it just just totally laid before me in a new way that I've never experienced. I remember I was like, oh, I'm going to go to Genesis and start all over and uh, it was my first time ever reading from cover to cover but as i was reading it guys i didn't have anyone teaching me or showing me anything because um i'm sure you guys are aware when i first was born again i was really afraid of um, doctrines of demons and devils and, and and just the craziness because the world had exploded into such a um, misinformation if you will especially in the church it's turned into really craziness in the last end times, but we knew that was going to happen. So my prayer to the Lord was, Hey Lord, please show me, teach me. And I went and I was reading it. And after I was born again, guys, I was seeing the typologies. I could see Jesus all over. And I was like, what? Like, right. Did yeah. just, just mm-hmm. is, has this always been here? It like, just reveals, he reveals yeah, everything to you. Like, it like, he downloads. It's almost like, yes. That no, word, that's a, it kind of downloads it into your spirit, yes, and it just awesome. it, it just it, it comes out. It's yep, just there. It's amazing. Act, it's supernatural. So yep, uh, that's so awesome. You use that, I guess, as an IT background guy. Uh, yeah. that's that's how I explained it to to my family. I'm like, it's like a down. It just downloads. It's like, and yeah. then next thing you know, it it's like, whoa! Like, I'll never forget that, guys. I'll never forget the, that first read through. And just God, just just dumping all these typologies and and foreshadows, and just really opening it up without going anywhere, just going between me and the Lord and praying. And I was like, Lord, this is amazing. So once I read through and I started watching more Robert Breaker and and different ministers and and uh, John Barnett, I was like, Wow, this is you can't tell me that God didn't write this book. Yeah. You cannot tell me. Mm-hmm. That God did not 
personally write this book through those men. It was just absolutely fantastic. And, and to give you guys encouragement, um, I can't say names, but I have a brother out there who I've been praying for for so long. I mean, years and years I've been praying for him. And just today I had the chance to tell him the gospel and in, and he received it right so he wow. was he was receptive to wanting to hear it and to be able to minister the gospel to my own brother after all those years guys it was just it revived me you know it, it refreshed me to just see how god can truly work in anyone you know it doesn't matter who you are where you come from or or how how many crazy things you've done. Jesus can change you. His grace can change anyone. And it's just so amazing to see that process in real time and to be able to, on this side of heaven to see my brother receive the gospel like that. I'll be forever, forever grateful. Amen. That's, you why, know, you never, that's why you never stop praying. I love that part you talked about there, Michael, when you went through the word and began reading it. And... <clears throat> Must, must have been a time when the Holy Spirit really came to life inside of you because then you started seeing Jesus everywhere in the scriptures. Remember Amen. I told you about that? I was, I was reading it, but I was read it without the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yep. Without the Holy Spirit, you can't comprehend it. That's why Jesus spoke in parables, okay? Because you need the Holy Spirit to decipher that information, Amen. to understand it. And, and, and not just to understand it, but also to be able to accept it, okay? And the thing is, when you get born again, you know, you now bear his name. And when you bear his name, you're born again spiritually. You're being sanctified now through your yes. walk with Jesus Christ. And the, the great thing about that is everybody that goes through that, you start to see the family resemblance in every single person who's saved. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. You start to see Amen. the family resemblance. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. And of course, that family resemblance is the inner light of the Holy Spirit. And those who have that family resemblance are the ones who are going to be taken out here at the rapture resurrection because the Holy Spirit is what's needed to be in you in order to remove you at the rapture resurrection. Because our apostle Paul even talked about that before, where in order to, uh, at the rapture resurrection, I think it was uh, Romans 8, 10, and 11, mm -hmm. and it basically talks about where the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit that is within you uh, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken mm. your mortal bodies by the spirit that dwelleth within you. Okay. So yeah, there it is right there. Okay. So I read verse 11 right there. It says, and if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. So that's a family resemblance. Okay. You are you, Michael, with the Holy Spirit. I'm Bob Barber with the Holy Spirit. And you got Greg here with the Holy Spirit. Okay. But we have a family resemblance that just like my brothers and sisters, we have a resemblance, but we're all not alike. Okay. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit is a thread that goes through all of us. In verse 11, it says here, if we all have the, the family resemblance, then, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, the family resemblance, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken. What's quicken? Change. All right. Your mortal body. Not spirit, this is the physical body, your mortal body by which his spirit that dwelleth within you. Okay, so this is the rapture resurrection. So you Amen. need to have the Holy Spirit dwelling within you to be taken at the rapture because it changes you from the inside out. 
according to this right here. Yes. Okay. And and uh, the spirit twice and uh, three times in there, it's written with an uppercase S. So that means the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. Amen. Because Amen. that's King James Version. Amen. Some version you won't have that. And you might not know, but this is very important. Amen. Amen. That's why also you're here, John. Bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Once you read King James, you pay attention to everything. A coma is half a period of a period. A period is a certain time. A coma is half a period. A semicolon. A colon. All this, you pay attention to this because all this makes sense. And it might stop. Sometimes people read verses and there's a colon at the end and they stop right there. If there's Those a colons, colon, and commas are there for a reason, going. aren't they? Yes. Yes, right? So I got to check all this. And I don't know if it's because I learned to speak English in 1985 when I joined the mm -hmm. Navy. But I started to pay attention to the King James Bible. And I said, oh, my, this is, this is really good English, right? This is proper English speaking. And that's how I got into it. And then I got really fussy about it. And that's how I found out that, you know, the, the uppercase letters and the lowercase letters are very distinctive. It's, uh, it's like when they talk about a king and it's a small K, of course, it's not Jesus. But when it's an uppercase K, it's Jesus, plain and simple. We have to look at this very well because the way it is written, it is written in a way that you will understand and it will make sense to a verse that you might have been reading for years. You never understood it. And then one day you say, oh, look at that. That's an uppercase S. Oh, that's what it means now. And then you understand it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. John, are you going to become the fussy watchdog? Well, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I've been, I've been called all kinds of stuff, but <laughs> the, the little French one there is good. The Frenchie is good. You know, uh, I don't know, but I've been called so many oh, things. But, I haven't uh, had a chance to pick on you in a while. Very, very nice to study. Yeah. 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 And, I think um, that's an important thing, too. You know, you, you when you were just talking about your group that you have that gets together uh, in the morning and just to be able to get together with like-minded believers and get into the word of God. We have a, a group who we meet, we meet with on Thursday afternoons and just getting into the word is uh, so important because, you know, we're supposed to <clears throat> put on new man and that we can't, we can't put on the new man unless we know what the new man's all about. Yes. You know, we're not, it's not, You don't put the Bible on top of your head and all of a sudden you know everything. No. You know, it's just like, uh, Michael, you know, we, you guys were talking about a little bit ago about the download, you know, Michael, that, you know, how uh, it didn't really happen that way with me. But the understanding, you know, a natural man can't receive the things of the Spirit of God because they don't make any sense. They're foolishness unto him. But, you know, the once you get saved, it starts to make sense and then you can learn You know, we, we didn't all come from backgrounds where we were brought up um, loving the Lord Jesus Christ and, and having respect for his word. I know I wasn't at all. And when I finally got around to having somebody show me that, you know, the word is truth and why it was the truth, 
And I've said many times on here, you need to get to know Jesus Christ. You need to get to know him. Don't take any of our words for it. Get into the word yourself. Read the Gospels. Ask God to show you. And you know what? He will. Right, Bob? Amen. He's he's not a piker and he's not an Indian giver. He's going to. Those that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. And it's not a one-time thing, John. It's a filling that takes place your entire life. Yes, sir. You know, and uh, and I'm glad that it doesn't stop because even though I've been around for a little while, I still need him every day. Amen. Amen. Not, well, tomorrow I don't need him. I don't think so. I don't think it works that way, Michael. I don't... Mm. I don't think we turn it off because How we, we, yeah. we've <laughs> reached the point where we know enough. We don't need the Lord anymore. I, you know, don't get that. Don't get to yeah. that point where you think that you've got it together so much that you don't need to pray or you don't need to uh, seek his will. Don't and it, ever it, get to that point. It's funny you say it that <clears> way because you see always like these two directions. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm the only one that's thought this. Maybe you guys can fill me in on your thoughts, but I've seen two directions primarily. It seems that either intense uh, delving into the word in scripture sometimes leads to people into like a spiritual pride, or I see sometimes people get led into a path of humility, right? Where the more we know, the less we realize that we truly know and the more humble we become in scripture, realizing that truly without God, we know nothing. And um, that's just something that the Lord has given me humble pie on quite a few times in my life. And I'm grateful for that, you know, and it's so amazing though, because for the people who don't have instructors, because we have the ministries guys, I, I, I must clarify what I meant earlier. Yes. I was able because of the download of the Holy Spirit, God opened up the scripture to me. That doesn't mean there's not no need or reason for the ministries, right? God gave them for a reason to help us, to encourage us, to, to help train us up, right? Because we need that structure. And, um, but to furtherly say, God is sufficient in all because we have first John two 27, where God says, it says uh, in First John, it says, uh, but the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you and not that you need any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things and it's the truth and it's no lie. And even as the taught you, you shall abide in him. Now, I took this to an extreme and we know, guys, and you should know that extremes are bad. OK, and in the beginning, when I started going through scripture and after I was born again, I was like, Lord, I don't want no man. <laughs> right. I took that to a whole new level. God did teach me, but God, I had to eat my first couple lumps of humble pie because the Lord's like, hey, I'm sending these teachers to you. Yeah. I'm sending these preachers to you by proxy. They are teaching you. I am teaching you through them because they have the same Holy Spirit, which is in you, is in them. So it's so interesting how this all works together, how God's body, when we're not fighting or or blinded through pride, how we are all a cohesive unit that's working together, this beautiful body. And that's what what I want to see the most body of Christ. And it's terrible when we see, especially, you know, the the watchmen on the wall who are falling off. You know, I... 
pray for them guys because that's a bad place to be at you know it's it's depressing it's demoralizing and we need to stand and hold the line and and be a shield for our brothers and sisters help carry those burdens you know and um i my heart goes out to them and there's plenty of pastors that i have thought back on and i remember hearing them say specific phrases like i don't know what's going to happen where I'm going to be at when, if this date passes. And I've thought about those, those watchmen and my heart grieves for them, you know, and we definitely got to keep them in prayer because this yeah. is serious. Yeah. So we're in a serious. That's a good point that you business. bring up there, Michael, you know, the, you know, the, the humility, you know, uh, you humbled yourselves under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in due time. You know, any, any, uh, any success that any of us have ever had in our lives, God is the one to get the glory for it. Amen. Uh, a lot of times we we don't think that way. You know, in the world, uh, success, you know, whether a team wins a game in the last 14 seconds or, you know, whatever, you know, pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps, that's, that's baloney. Yeah self-made thing i mean you have people that may come to a specific revelation or mm-hmm. you know you're putting a video together and the, and the lord shows you something so so clear that you share it and it really you know the whole like i said before the whole end the whole end game of this if you will is to get people is that all men would be saved and come yeah. to a knowledge of the truth we want people to come back home Yes. We don't want people Amen. wandering around out there wondering if there is if there is truth. Well, we know there is. And but humility uh which is, you know, humbleness is not weakness. Meekness does not mean you're weak. Mm. It means that you realize that you need help. And whenever you tell somebody, you know, well, I've got help and now I know the Lord, they think they look at you as being maybe a weakling or yeah. somebody that needed a crutch. Uh, I, I heard all that stuff over the years, that, but I would rather be yoked together with the Lord Jesus Christ than yoked together with the world. Amen. Amen. It's that such a great verse too, uh, Michael, that you brought up because he mm-hmm. even brings up anointing twice in the same verse. And it's exactly what you were stating before is, wow, the anointing. That is the download, right? That's yep. what we were referring to before, which Amen. I am kind of reiterating what you're saying, but I can totally relate to it because yep. it was just a point in my life where uh, I had all this knowledge, this wisdom uh, placed upon me and someone coming out of Catholic, you know, Catholicism oh, wow. and yeah. failing in, in uh, CCD, <laughs> being left behind, trying to figure out this whole thing out. <laughs> all of a sudden I'm coming out telling my parents you know, all this stuff about scripture and like, are you, are you surprised about how much you're, you actually know right now? I, I said, mm-hmm. um, I didn't actually know how to answer that. I don't even remember <laughs> what I said, but uh, I was absolutely floored by how the Holy Spirit can just grab you, just take you Amen. by the reins. Mm-hmm. Just amazingly yep. put all this information out there. And I was very vocal, Amen. very vocal when I came to the Lord. So it was, uh, yeah. Amen. An incredible conversation yeah. there. You know, I know <laughs> oh, how I am with my family. You know, you got someone like me with, you know, and you hear the stuff that we talk about here. You know, we talk about the, the, the all, 
all the things about salvation and the Bible, Bible prophecy, archangels, how you're sealed with the Holy Spirit, the tribulation, all the events in there, seals and trumpets and all that stuff like that. And then you sit down with your Catholic family and none of them read the Bible. And they mention one. They, you, were you ever, are you ever there when someone mentions a couple of trigger words and then they explain it and you know they're like way out left field oh, wrong? Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> yes. man, sit down. I got a lecture. You know, and, you, know, you, you, and you, you put out this incredible answer, and then they look at you like you're a, like you're crazy. Like, like what's what what just happened to us? It just yeah. went right over their head. I think yeah. that's what that once again that's the example of not having the indwelling Holy Spirit. Amen. The yes. signal yeah. comes to you, and if you're if if you can't unscramble it where you can understand it, that's what the Holy Spirit does for you. We unscrambles it, and you can understand it and receive it, or receive Amen. it like a radio. Okay, signal goes right over you. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. So yeah. people have actually thought you were crazy over the years, Bob. I can't yep. imagine. Yeah, they pray for me still. You know what, my mom? <laughs> my mom is uh, I, I I stand in her kitchen, and she has like like all these pictures around and stuff like that. But she's like heavily into like all like the Catholic stuff, like the like the Padre Pios and you know Mary and all stuff like that. Well, she has this picture of Padre Pio. She took. Only my picture of six kids, only my picture is plastered to that big picture of Padre Peel. It's like it's saying, like, all the kids are good except for him because he went way, he, he's lost. You know, that, that, that's, what I, that's what I take away from it. I'm like looking at it like, why? I never asked, like, Mom, why is my picture on Padre Peel over here? We, all the other kids, you don't have the pictures on here. You know, it's because yeah. I left the Catholic Church, you know. And of course, you know, I mean, I think we all not not you, Bob. I think Bob, you're never a Catholic. But um I'd say majority of Christians today though, they come sure. from the Catholic Church though. Sure. I think so. But I remember the whole I remember the whole thing with the Jesus freak movement, you know. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen the movie The Jesus Revolution. It was actually actually a pretty good movie that uh, Kelsey Grammer played. Uh, I did see it. Yeah, I actually part. just and, saw it. Uh, I, thought I thought it was, it was pretty good. On. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't completely accurate, but you know, nothing is. But the the movement that was going on there, just bringing people, uh, you know, it 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 brought a lot of people. It it saved a lot of hippies' lives. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of guys that were in really bad shape. You know, they're um, they were mainlining heroin and things like that yeah. one day, and then the next day they were out. You know, I remember one particular guy, a friend of mine's Passover years ago, but he was a he was quite a heroin addict and uh, he got saved. And, and instead of standing out on a uh, couple blocks from the high school at break smoking, he was out there with his Bible witnessing to people. And they were Amen. just saying, you know, Rick, you know, what what in the world are you doing? I said, you're the biggest druggie in the school. Well, I've been delivered now. About a week ago, I stopped using heroin. No, no side effects. No withdrawal. And I knew this because I knew Rick. Mm. And it was a miracle because you don't you don't dump heroin and not have withdrawals. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. <clears throat> so that was things you know people like that and and I don't know a lot of them were really lasted, but there were a lot of people who during that time period and during. You know the time that we're here on this earth, uh, sharing the word with uh, 
whether we're praying for our brothers or uh, my one son I haven't talked to in years. I still I still pray for him every day. I'm not going to ever stop praying for him. You know, if you're if there's folks in the chat that are thinking that a member of their family is too far gone, don't ever don't you ever quit praying yeah. for them or loving them, showing them that you still care. Yeah. You know, to the very you know you just you just you don't get, you know God never gave up on me. Could have God? Hey, and what a waste to the person. <laughs> and he was right, but yeah. At the same time, we just you know why why do we think all of a sudden we have the right to give up on somebody when God doesn't give up on us. I mean, that that's, you know, Michael, he could have given up on you and me Amen. way yeah. back when, man, he could have said, Hagen, you're just a waste of space. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought about that brother. And um, yeah. I was actually talking to my brother about that. I'm like, man, look, you know, look where God's taking me from, you know, and it's amazing because, you know, just everything that you've talked about, you know, that was a part of my life, guys. To you guys out there who are watching, you know, I was just completely lost in having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, you know, lost into addictions of every sort, every single sort. Yeah. So grateful. So yeah. grateful. Yeah. That and, God uh, it's a spiritual. Out of that. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And it's a spiritual battle, folks. Uh, the One of the intro videos that I brought up was coming from Ephesians chapter 6. And um, uh, we had someone from last week. Uh, her name is Tarnia. And uh, Tarnia has, um, has given us a drawing, uh, a coloring. It's actually something that children can color in. It's a coloring book uh, for a coloring book. So I'm going to pull up the... Uh, I'm going to pull up the drawing now, but it was very nice of her to send this over to us. And I think what she wants to do is make sure that um, this can get out to as many people as possible. And I am bringing up the, uh, the drawing now. I don't know if, can you see that? <coughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So very talented. Uh, great job with that. Uh, we are uh, currently, uh, looking at her artwork and she is hoping that this can get out to the world so that children can learn about uh, the, awesome. the helmet of salvation, of course. Yes, great. And uh, of course, we're looking at the uh, breastplate of righteousness and uh, we're looking also at the sword, the, the shield of faith. And she has all of this, right? So the gospel of peace at the bottom there, isn't that incredible? Yeah. yeah, that's oh, awesome. Yeah. Man, I need to get Very a nice. copy of that. Yeah, so um, what we could do is give you the, her email address, and she can give you the uh, all the details needed there. So what I'm going to do is put up her email address now. And, uh, again, this is from uh, Tarnia, and she's very talented. Uh, let me see if I can find it. I do apologize for that. Uh, let me see. So, but this is this is what we're dealing with, folks. Is the uh, spiritual battle, and we need to have the full armor of God on Amen. at all times, at all times, because this is um, this is what we're we're going against spiritual wickedness in high places. 
here. Uh, and I do apologize. I, I, uh, I don't have the information up. I don't know what I did with it. I will pull it up, though, I promise, uh, if I find it. And uh, But uh, once again, thank you so much for this drawing. And when I do find your email address, I will pull it up, okay? Tanya, I appreciate you sending that to us. Amen. Uh, anyone else want to comment on the... Um, on Ephesians six and uh, yeah, this drawing here, yeah, you, this, this interesting. It just thought occurred to me. If you write down, you have your feet shod with the gospel of peace, you know, which is the word of God. You know, okay. As you're walking, um, you have your loins girt about with truth. Uh, you have on the ble- the breastplate of righteousness that covers your heart. You know, most of your internal organs, obviously. Yeah, your loins girt about with truth. You have the shield of faith, and then you have the you know the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. But it, all these things, and then you have this the uh, helmet of salvation. You know that's uh, mm-hmm. to cover your mind. Your you know God designed God designed the mind yes. to operate at its optimum capacity with the word of truth in it. The word of truth is is. You know, these are all aspects of of walking walking in the spirit. You know, you have the word. Uh, the word says we're righteous. Uh, it says that we have we have his. You know, we have his truth. We have the sword of the spirit, which is a, that that sword is both an offensive and a defensive thing. Uh, our feet are shod with the pressure, preparation of the gospel of peace. So wherever we walk. What would that mean? Wherever we walk into or whatever we're doing, we're bringing peace to that area. So if you if you go into a particular, you know, wherever you go, if you go into a store, you know, Michael shared this stuff about the Walmart and how they recognize him. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> you said it earlier. Yeah, it was wild. How can, you know, you, you walk into a store and do you think maybe that there may be a little bit more peace there than when you walked into it? If you have, you know, not that you're always going to be walking in and sharing the word with everybody in there, but when you walk in there, there's a, you have a, um, you're clothed with this, uh, you know, we're given a gift. Uh, We have, that we've been sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. And that doesn't stop when you go into a store or when you go into, when you go to school or go to work or you're on, you're on doing a broadcast. You know, when, when we, when, when this is finished tonight, you know, we're not all going to go, uh, now we're going to go and get a good night's rest. And then tomorrow we'll see if we can find the Holy Spirit again. It doesn't end with, and I'm being silly, maybe, but it doesn't end Man. with the end of the day. Man, that's... But at the same time, the gospel of peace, who is the Prince of peace? The Amen. Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And if we have the gospel of peace, oh man, we got so much to be thankful for. It's not even funny. Isn't that I just... I mean, if we would just hmm. stop for a minute and think about it. Just yeah, yeah, and that's uh, that's Tonya right there, Mumkey uh, on on the uh, on the chat. So yeah. yes, Amen. you're welcome. Thank you for sharing that with us. And of course, as I stated, uh, I was going to put up her information there, which I did. Uh, mm-hmm. There is her email address, and if you could please help her out to get this out to others. Yeah, uh, and the email address for those on the audio. My paper puppy 
at gmail.com. Mypaperpuppy at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, awesome. Of course, those on audio can't see this, but please come over to the live stream. Come over to the replays so you can see it. All yeah. Right. It's, it's, uh, great work. Yeah, it's awesome. It is. It really is cute. Awesome. And yes. I would love to to have a copy of that and working with Feed My Sheet today and 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 seeing all the kids, you know. So I would love mm. to be able to print some of those out while we're out. Uh, spreading the gospel to be able to hand them out to some of the kids, maybe a little pack of crowns or something. That would be such a cool way to be able to keep the kids' attention while talking to parents sometimes. So that would be a really awesome, awesome gift. So I sent you an email while we were all talking about it. So hopefully you'll be able to get back with me on that. I think that'd be so sweet. Awesome. Awesome. So, all right. Well, uh, that's her email address. And so, Bob, you have been talking with um, some others, Brother John Boucher, uh, Aaron from mm-hmm. Got a Minute. Uh, you have <clears throat> also been mentioning some things that may be interesting coming up. What's going on with the COP20? That's funny, funny you mentioned that because mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of comments 20, here about COP28. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have a post, some of the posts right here. Mm-hmm. Let's see, uh, first of all, this is Pamela. She's asked, Have you guys heard anything with King Charles at COP28? Okay, I don't, haven't not been following King Charles too much. Uh, some people still believe that he's going to be the guy. Okay, but like I said, it's not going to matter to us because according to the Bible, we have to be removed for the white horse rider to ride for this guy to be revealed. So we have to go to heaven, stand before the throne after the beam of sea judgment. And this happens at Revelation 5, 9, when that horse is released, and then he will be revealed at that point. But will he be the guy? Um, well, I guess we'll soon see. But another person put a very interesting um, rapture prediction here. Here he is, Joey. We got wrapped. I didn't say this, but he says the rapture is going to happen <laughs> December twelfth this month at the at the signing of the Paris Climate Agreement for seven years at COP twenty eight, Daniel nine twenty seven. Okay, now that is not like that's nothing wrong with that because it's not like I said the God gave me a date exactly. No, it's actually this could be the signing of the agreement. Now, if the agreement gets signed, the Bible says that's confirmed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I've done sales, and I signed plenty of sales, but it has to go to the confirmation department to get it confirmed. Okay, you could you could put together a bill, but it doesn't pass, you know, and it has to make it through, like, with, with uh, Joe Biden, the president, yes. fucking vetoed. At that point, it's confirmed, okay? So this could be the agreement, but it may not be the confirmation of it. But I see where you're going, Joey. I like it. I like where you're going with this. Mm. Okay, it could be it, but... I think that this could be the agreement, but I don't think it's going to get confirmed at this point. But it could be. I don't know, because I know we have uh, Hanukkah coming up. Mm -hmm. And um, Hanukkah, of course, uh, we know uh, that Jesus was not born during the... uh, Mm -hmm. Jesus was not born in December. He was conceived. Okay, nine months later, he was uh, born in September, give or take, in there somewhere. Because Caesar Augustus called a census for everybody who lived in Israel throughout the land to come to their their native homes. And, of course, uh, Joseph, he was a, a descendant of King David. He had to go to Bethlehem. Okay, So that was done in September, around, around there. So evidently, nine months earlier, that would have been Hanukkah, December. And, of course, the Festival of Lights. Mm. And, you know, 
when you guys seen that video when when at conception what happens you see light yeah okay. yes when jesus came out of the womb he was a Amen. baby man okay yeah he's a within the baby's vessel was light yeah but with the light actually entered the world at the conception Amen. Okay. Amen. And that's why you see the twinkling lights. Because they're very tiny, tiny lights. And that's what it was. A very, very, very tiny light at his conception of the Holy Spirit in December. So with that being said, can that be the time of the re- resurrection of the dead? Okay. Because yeah. you have a you have a festival of lights everywhere with the Christmas lights and stuff like that. But imagine us turning into individual lights as well. And kind of like blending in with this oh, whole festival. It's amazing. Yeah. The typology, the symbol symbolism. Yeah. Oh, man. So man, that's what's ahead of us. Yeah, that's awesome, Brother Bob. And it reminds me, uh, you guys can find it on YouTube, be a brain about it, but there's this awesome animation, or actually I don't think it's even an animation. I think it's somehow they captured this footage of light when the embryo is fertilized, right? And it is just or or the egg and the ova the egg is fertilized it was just so amazing because it bursts with light right and um it just totally reminds me of john 9 john 1 9 that the that was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world and i was like man it's so amazing to see how scripture is and how god recognizes life at inception guys so that's why when we have the holy spirit the seed of promise the seed that is within us all right that is the life right Mm -hmm. and we are still awaiting the body the birth of the redemption of the purchased possession but that life that eternal life starts at the seed it starts at inception so just remember that and i'm so excited and so for hanukkah to be a potential typology for life and birthing it's it's possible, and I'm extremely motivated, and let's yes. get it on. Let's get yes. out of here. <laughs> real, real quick, uh, Brother Hagen has to leave, so thank you for coming back on with us. Yeah, thank you, sir, for coming. You guys uh, let me come back next week? <laughs> of if course. you want. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you really want to hang out with us. Yeah. Michael, I'll be, I'll be getting in touch with you soon. And, yeah, uh, brother. Might even pop Definitely. in on John's fellowship one morning too. So yeah, we'll, yeah we'll, we'll, let you, we'll let you back, Bob. But this time we're not going to pay your outrageous fees. Okay. So. <laughs> 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 uh, that's awesome. But it was nice talking to you. Brother. <laughs> yeah. It was nice seeing you, Bobby. Amen. <laughs> okay, guys. God bless. Take care. God, God bless, bless you. Bye bye. All right. All right. Thank you, Michael, for explaining it because. Until six months ago, I didn't know, but at the creation, yeah. at the, there is a light there. Yeah, when the, the ova the is fertilized. But there's a light. Mm-hmm. There's something going on there. There's a light. Yep. And I didn't know that and, and until I did some research on it. And that's why Jesus is the light of the world. Amen. So it's awesome. brought up like this, but you explained so it awesome. so well. Yes. And the, the light yeah. entered the world. Yes. yes. Not that, only entered the world. Yeah. Let there be light. Amen. And, you know, God goes right so back cool. to Genesis. <laughs> right. Oh, yes. Amen. Let there be and light. like the beginning. Beginning like the end. Amen. The patterns. Amen. And you think it's like when that happened. Okay. Think about that. You have Mary's egg and the Holy Spirit. Okay. Yes. How did that 
come together? How did that work out? Because you got spiritual and physical coming together. Okay, it's awesome. a mystery. But yeah, what happened at the rapture resurrection? It's a mystery. Spiritual it's and physical coming together. Yeah, convergence. Exact same Ooh. typology. Amazing. You know, so it's a, you know, here's the thing. You know, I still subscribe to the idea, to the concept of 2030 being Jesus Christ's return. And we yes. talked about that in Sorry. God and then all the typologies in the heavens. You got a perfect celestial alignment that tells the entire, you know, Revelation chapter 1920, all throughout that uh, Feast of Trumpets, there's a, a celestial sequence that takes place there. Okay, right at the Feast of Trumpets, the fall feast of 2030. Okay, so we're in this time right now. And another thing I talk about with Brother Aaron John is, you know, the days are being shortened now. Oh, yes. But so we're at, we're obviously in the time frame. But Satan, you know, we're in, we're in the seven-year cycle that contains the seven-year tribulation. But there's not going to be seven years of absolute chaos on the earth. It's going to be a seven-year period that has six years and ten months or six years and seven months, six and a half years. Okay? But the thing is, that thing is, though, we are being, basically what I'm trying to say is we are being delayed, taken out of here. So that way, like I said last week, Satan will have a definite end date where he knows he needs to get things done. Okay? And here's a funny thing that the Lord showed him about Satan. Satan is constantly recalibrating all the time. Mm -hmm. oh, okay, is today going to be the day? No. Great. Now I got one less day. He's recalibrating everything. Mm -hmm. And then is it going to be today? And then he recalibrates. And he keeps recalibrating well because he has less and less and less and less time. Okay? That's why you see these things happening with COP28, the, the summits, and all stuff like that. And this, yeah. and they have these delays. They said, we we're going to do it this month. We, we pushed it off another month. You have Israel. Oh, we're going to do a ceasefire. You know, we want more people back. They said, oh, we want to extend the ceasefire, extend mm. the delays. You see all the delays? Because there's so much happening here. You know, when Daniel's 70th week kicks off at the rapture resurrection, I believe it's going to, it's going to be, there's not going to be a delay. When, when we're gone... If we're already in the seven week period, Greg, and mm -hmm. you know we're waiting to be removed. As soon as we are removed, do you think there's going to be any 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 pause or no. any like uh, no lag? No, it's going to be it's a rubber band snap. Mm. Yeah. Satan's like finally yeah, he takes going down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's waiting for it. Yeah, they're waiting yes. for it. The angels, the angels, obviously, but yeah. it's delayed by our standards, right? The delay when we say yeah. that word. It's by our standards, not by God's standards, right? Because he knows exactly mm. the timeline. He knows yeah. the appointed time. So, but. but like Bob says, you know, it's recalculating, just like a, just like a GPS in a car, right? Recalculating, recalculating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what he does right now because he doesn't know the date. That's that's a very good explanation, Mr. Bob. Yeah, that's a good, great analogy, both of you. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's uh take a look at this a little further now okay yes. for example the deputy director of the imf all right what do you just say to everything from health care from everything from health care to groceries to renting a bike to buying a pack of gum will be attached to an internet id soon That's okay crazy. so this means in order to get on google facebook um youtube all right you're going to need an internet id in order to do this and this id will be your passport to everything, okay? And they're already starting to do this in Europe. But don't tell me it's not going to happen. It's already moving right now, okay? So it's not too far away. 
And this internet ID, I totally believe, is also going to be accompanied by some certain stipulations for you to keep it. Like, for example, this thing you stick in your arm. You want mm-hmm. an internet ID? Get one of these first. Okay, mm-hmm. hey, your booster's coming up. You want to keep that internet ID? Get one of these. You keep getting your boosters, we'll let you keep your internet ID. You miss a booster, bam, internet yeah. ID gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, stuff like that. Yeah. It's like to stay certified, you have to keep doing your updates. Yeah, even driving, right? Even going out to mm-hmm. get something. Oh, yes, all, all your rights. Too. Yeah. All your all privileges. Rights. That's that's the purpose behind also this the smart cities, fifteen yeah. cities, the smart cities. You might not even have access to hospitals mm-hmm. if you don't have the ID. Well you don't, you won't. You won't have access to them. And that's you know, this is why I'm really, really hoping that we're taken out here. You imagine being a being a parent and mm. refusing this internet ID and now you can't get medical uh mm. if your kids need something, you cannot take them to the hospital. Can you imagine that? And even more frightening thought, Bob, is the fact that they'll probably try to take your children from you if you don't. So to me, that's even Mm -hmm. more perilous. Oh, yeah. There's there's pretty strong dark stories in Canada about that already. Oh, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Right. You know, it's messed up part two. It's not messed up. Actually, I'm not surprised to hear it. But you guys guys look at those uh, Illuminati cards. Oh, if you yeah, look the, at the rapture card, cool. it says, uh, yeah. if you look at the rapture card, um, it's, I can't remember exactly what it says, but it talks about where, where it shows like the, 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 uh, the video real snaps. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it says, I'll make them wait 17 days or something like that before something. Okay. There's a, a 17 day delay or 18 day delay okay. or something like that. Okay. My theory is when the rapture resurrection takes place, after it, there's everything's going to go down because I believe it's going to be an EMP type thing, whatever it happens. Mm-hmm. And funny, funny, uh, I actually hear people talking about that a whole thing about the October 4th uh, uh, text that they sent out is actually what they're doing is drilling for a, uh, a much bigger event. And I hear them talking about now there's going to be a global shock event that's going to take place. And they want to be able to contact everybody as soon as quickly as possible after this global shock event takes place, okay? And on top of all that, you have this right here. It says, uh, I can't really read it here, but no, I know 17 days here. It said, I will make them wait. When the rapture comes, I'll make them wait, and they'll never, I can never see it. Clean my Clean cage. My Clean cage. my cage. So what's going to happen is, my theory is, when the, when the rapture resurrection takes place, um, they're going. This is when that new internet's going to come, because it says mm-hmm. I'll make them wait, because everybody's going to be in the dark. Nobody's mm-hmm. going to know what's going on. And when that when this Antichrist launches his global campaign to get everybody behind him and his army and his ways, this internet needs to be clean and needs to be only about him. And I believe this mm-hmm. is when that digital ID will be implemented. Yeah. Said, I'll make them oh, wait, yes. and when this new dark internet comes up. You will need a digital ID in order to partake in this internet. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. It'll eventually, well, I mean, let's be honest, it's going to lead to the mark of the beast. It's probably the one who's bringing this internet in as well is probably uh, coined himself as the devil's champion, uh, Elon mm-hmm. Musk Starlink. Yeah. So, yeah. There's something to him that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we brought it up before uh, a previous X marks the spot uh, episode, but 
Yeah, there's something to that. His contribution to all of this, uh, I, right. I don't like, but I'm not going to speculate mm-hmm. where, how far he, no. he goes with it. But the amazing part is I've watched these videos about uh, the video I was watching with uh, Brother John Boucher about this whole global shock event. Mm. A global shock. Okay, think about it. What can a global shock be? Can it be a nuclear? No, not really. Well, first of all, we're all expecting that. Okay, we're all waiting for something like that to have to happen. If you have a nuclear war, it's going to be boom, 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 boom. It's going to be chaos. Okay, and you have a lot of people dead, so there'll be no sense in sending out a signal everybody because everybody's dead okay this nuclear war will be so fast you only have time to even organize a text message to send out to everybody okay mm-hmm. so it's not going to be a nuclear war okay and it's not going to be a sickness because we're already seeing the next one come on the white uh you know i'm not gonna say i'm not, I'm not even sure they're even censoring that word now but it yeah. deals with the lungs so the sickness moves too slow that's not going to be a shock a shock is something that happens so fast you're yes. shocked it happened. You fall, you know, you ever have that happen? Something happens so fast. You're like, what's this happening? You're in shock. Mm-hmm. Rapture resurrection will be a shock event and not just a shock event. It will be a global shock event. And that's what they're saying about these text messages. They are preparing for a global shock event. What event could be global that could shock everybody? That could happen so fast that will shock everybody? It's the rapture resurrection. That's yep. it. That's, That's the only. It. Please tell me in the tell me in the comments here. What mm-hmm. other than the rapture resurrection? What else can it be? Um, well, Project Bluebeam. Oh, I would oh. say would mm. shock the world to see aliens rolling up. But I do believe give it that. that Project Bluebeam is going to be tied with the rapture. I don't think it's going to be something that's going to. I think it's going to be a simultaneous event if it does happen in that way. Because they got to explain away the people. They got to explain away where they all went. And we mm-hmm. know the alien deception. It in the occultic world with like Gene Roddenberry and uh, Von Braun, and you keep going down that rabbit hole. They talk about the alien deception that is going to be coming, which is they called it the last card, and that's kind of where this coined game came from, the Illuminati card game. And the last card they're going to play, they said. According to Von Braun, NASA's top scientist, who was a former uh, Nazi scientist, said that it's going to be a alien invasion. But not just a not a real alien invasion, mm. but he, he said a fake alien invasion. Yes. Speaking oh of speaking of which, uh, I watched this really awesome video. Um can't remember the guy's name now, the video I watched yesterday, but I took notes on it. And basically, it deals with uh, uh, the book that was written. It was called uh, Awakening in the Dream by David Wilcock. You guys ever heard of that book before? I have heard of that book. Yeah, basically, um, when I watched the video, I wrote down a summary of the video. And I think if I just read you back the summary I wrote down, it'll pretty much deliver the information that I took away from the video. Because it's like a 15-minute video. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Let, me, let me read you this summary, and you, let me know what you guys think. Okay, so basically, it's uh, David Wilcox and Dr. Brown and many new age personalities through remote viewing and psychotronic communication with NHEs, which are non-human entities, angelic guides, basically what they are to them. And they have been basically these guys have been in contact with these angelic guys for decades and decades. And it goes on to say, and they have been told by these NHEs. 
NHEs that there is a great global upheaval, upheaval and unraveling of the current global political order on the planet, along with a planetary disaster event coming. Okay, that's what these Ajalabees are telling these guys, okay, through the remote viewing. And it says, and these events will be followed by the biggest spectacular mass evolutionary event the world has ever seen. Sound familiar? The Great Deception? Great Deception. Yeah. And the common thread in all contact with these beings is they endorse all religions on earth except, Mm. ding, 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 Christianity. Yep. They never acknowledge Jesus Christ as the Son of God. And they made it clear to Dr. Brown during those during his remote viewing sessions with them over and over again, that there will be a selection of humanity. Here we go. There will be a selection of humanity that will be taken off the planet. That these people will resist the global government. And these people are radical Christians. Okay. Or these people mm-hmm. will be radical Christians. That's what they told him. So, and these people, here we go. This is true. Getting on the next part. Listen to this. It goes, these people are considered spiritually inferior. How about that? To everyone mm-hmm. else on Earth. They will be transported to another planet while everybody stays here to fight the forces of evil, and they will be victorious. Dr. Brown is then shown to Earth and how it will be transformed into a fourth-density planet, and the humans will be lifted to a higher evolutionary status along with becoming a fourth-density human, through this multidimensional event as they usher in a new age of Aquarius. Okay, mm-hmm. those are I took from that. My summary, how I did, I've how I seen that video too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what does all sound like you guys? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, the rapture, mm-hmm. resurrection, the great delusion, the mark of the beast, the end of in the, the almost yeah. the end of Jesus comes back and saves us. Oh, saves them. We come back with Jesus. And- so. Ty Green also Ty Green also came up with a video yeah. about uh, holograms, what they can make appear in the sky and stuff, and to prepare us for that. Oh yeah, the last video of Ty Green. I don't know if you have seen it, but yeah, uh, you guys can also was, go check out awesome. my hologram channel as well. I mean hologram yes. video as well on yes. my channel. Make sure that yeah. you, you uh, yeah. his latest too. You just re. Did that? Video. Yeah, remaster holograms in the sky. Um, yeah, absolutely possible. To Great job with that. And there's okay. his. Uh, there's your yeah. YouTube channel up there. So uh, yeah, this is getting very interesting. And the whole thing with the COP28 now, I think there's also speculation about whether this could be the leading to the covenant with many, spoken of in Daniel 9:27. Uh, I don't know how many people are believing that uh, to be the truth. I don't personally believe that is the covenant signing. I think it's going to be more of a religious mm-hmm. uh, covenant with many. But if that is the case and there is a seven-year agreement that does happen, yeah. oh boy, we have to be out of here by that point or after, or not after, but before, either before or, or on, right? During that mm-hmm. period. Now, supposedly this ends, I believe, on the 12th, if I'm not mistaken, right, of this month. Right. Ends on the yeah, 12th. it ends there. And then you have Israel. I mean, let's watch. I know it, I know these calendars, you know, you know, some people are saying, you know, forget the calendars now. You know, these calendars, we know they're off. No, let's just keep our eyes on it. We, look, we don't have a feast day until March now. So let's just watch what's going on in Israel now. 
Okay, when 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 uh, Passover gets here, we'll we'll talk about Passover. But in the meantime, we got Hanukkah right here, and we got all these things happening here in Israel. And the fact that now they told uh, the United States, this is a key thing. The United States, when the United States abandons Israel, they're going to collapse on Israel. Okay. And we already have uh, the United States has told Israel that they better wrap this thing up in a, in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Giving them to the end of the month. All right. So they're not sticking around. Okay. Um, our government loves dumping money into that toilet called Ukraine. Okay, they love that Ukraine toilet over there. All right. So <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> the, the yellow and blue toilet. All right. So they like putting money over there for 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 many different reasons, you know. But be it as it may, uh, you know it's funny too. People talk about we sent all the money to Ukraine. All the money got wasted in Ukraine. They didn't do nothing with it. Other than our government's like, no, we didn't. It worked out perfectly. Ukraine became a weapons depot for everybody on Earth. Mm-hmm. That's what happened to all that money there. It became a weapons depot. Everybody went there, got armed, took our weapons back to their own countries, and this this is why now we have weapons that we sent to Ukraine down in Mexico now. Yeah. Okay. So Ukraine did its job, and now what's going on is everybody needs more weapons. All right. Everybody's using up their weapons now. The whole world is crying out to United States, "Hey, go support Ukraine some more, so we can get some more weapons, send some more." money and more weapons to the depot over there so that way we can go get some more weapons so that's why they'll never stop funding ukraine but it's amazing to me to watch Zelensky. you know you know all that money all that hardware everything we gave you and you still got railroaded by russia it's like it didn't even matter but it made sense i was like i think maybe what five percent of that stuff ended up in ukraine for them to use while the rest mm-hmm. of the stuff probably went overseas, it went to the hands of Hamas and everything else like that. So that's what's going on right now. That's why okay, I, uh, so Israel has a couple weeks to get this done. When America pulls out, they will be by themselves. And I think what's going to happen is, and I think what's going to happen, they're just going to run out of bullets. They're going to yeah. run out of missiles. Yeah. They're going to run out of deflective missiles. They're going to run out of everything. And, they, and they're going to run out of money. And now it's just going to depend on God to save them. And yeah. I think maybe that's when the rapture takes place. The rapture resurrection might be the event that saves them. I don't know. Think about that. Well, yeah, supposedly there are some supernatural events that are happening. Oh, uh, yeah. There. And I'm I'm using this loosely because it's, you know, it's all hearsay. And some of it's yeah. you don't know what to really believe. But I think they're they're being protected in some in some spots, some areas, uh, specifically yeah. with missiles being deflected, not just but from the Iron Dome. Um, and again, it's it's interesting because I've seen some stuff in the past too, where there was interesting dust cloud that uh, that was attacking. You know, uh, when they were attacking Israel, and this dust cloud covered the opponent, the enemy, and uh, it really is interesting to see that stuff because this is stuff that you won't see in mainstream media at all um i I wish i could bring some of this stuff up um i can't really find it but if anybody else can provide a link in the chat that would be awesome if you know what i'm referring to um a dust cloud a number of years back uh protecting the uh israel and uh, the israelis so um, yeah, I mean, God is at play here. God is at work. A lot of people miss all the, the supernatural stuff that's happening behind the scenes. Obviously, everything that happens with us here with with how we 
became uptime, I mean, and how we became saved, that is a supernatural event, folks. I don't care what you say. This isn't just, you know, people here just talking about a religion. Um, our Christianity is so different from any other religion out there. Obviously, we uh, are given a gift. All other religions, you have to pray your way into heaven or to get gain something, right? We don't have to do that. We don't have to do that here. It's given to us. Salvation is given to us as a gift from what the Lord Jesus Christ did for us on that cross of Calvary. Um, so if, if there's anyone new listening to this and don't know the difference between all other religions and Christianity, there you go. In, in a nutshell, we have mm -hmm. been given a gift to salvation. We don't have to pray our way. There are other religions and sects in Christianity that will claim that is the case, but it isn't. Um, I'm going to pull up some verses here to show that also, especially mm. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. Oh, uh, yes. But amen, that God is so good. I mean, he's so merciful. Um, come on, please just, you know, get to know who Jesus is. How do you do that? Start reading scripture. Go to yes. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. I used to tell people, go to book of John, you know, and then I realized, oh, wait, this is, this is the gospel of our salvation because I was confused as to what we had mm. to do to be saved because I never, I never heard it. Uh, I never heard it. Even it took, it took actually a few years after I was saved to actually truly understand it, you know, mm -hmm. because we, we get all mix of different scriptures. We say, you got to do this, this, and this to become saved. But no, it's the simplicity of Christ. The simplicity and right. and he it is a simple um uh understanding of what needs to be done here to be saved and it is a gift folks here you go ephesians mm. 2 8 shows you amen that it is a gift not of ourselves it is a it is the gift of god not yes. of works lest any man should boast Oh my gosh, that is so amazing! Yeah. The Lord is so good, um, and and you and, so and each awesome. one of us here has experienced it. We have experienced this gift. We are a new creation, yeah. as the Bible states, in Him. There's nothing like it, folks. So if you're still wondering, you're still on the fence. Just give it, give him, give him your all, give him your all. Just just take that extra leap into understanding who Jesus really is and what he's done for us on that cross. It's important. Amen. Extremely important. Amen. We're talking about eternity here, folks. Eternity. That's don't, true. don't play with eternity. Amen. That's so important. You definitely get to know Jesus, guys. He's just the way. He's the truth. He's the life. And when you're born again, truly, and you have received that free gift. And how do you receive it? You receive it through faith, right? You reach out in faith and receive that atonement, that blood atonement. You receive that salvation. You receive that imputed righteousness, not being found in your own, but being covered by Jesus Christ, his precious shed blood. And um, that doesn't mean we're perfect, right? You know, we, we all struggle. We still have, we have two natures now, right? We have the old man and the, the new man, the, the outer man, the inner man. And they're 
just like the flesh and the spirit, right? They're contrary to one another. They're always warring, lusts after one another, They're fighting in constant combat and engaged in that warfare. But when we walk in the spirit, right, we, we put down the flesh. And um, it's so amazing because as we feed in the spiritual things, we read scriptures, we stay in communication with the Lord, we, we iron sharpeneth iron with each other. When we stay in the spirit, we, we stay healthy. You know, we don't want to not do these things because Satan wants to drive condemnation into your life. And he wants to bring you to a point to where you don't want to go to God. Right. You don't want to go and be like, oh, Lord, or this or that. And you, you become you start becoming weak. Now, spiritually speaking, now I will say the most amazing thing that I have learned in my walk and relationship with the Lord is no matter where I'm at, spiritually speaking. And, you know, I know my standing, but no matter where I'm at in my state, I know God is over all. He's still on the throne. And in, in my weakest, darkest moments, God has always shown up for me. And it, when you experience these things in your relationship with the Lord and how you can see his salvation, not just in your soul, right? Not just being born again, but just the, the conquering through his with grace through your life, how he peels addictions off, how he he takes one thing after another after another and he constantly brings you through what we affectionately know as sanctification it absolutely creates a relationship and an understanding that it's just so it matures and it deepens and it grows from the time when you're first born again and as you grow you're no longer tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine no you're no longer flim flammed around by someone say oh well you can lose it or you know because satan he's always going to try to weasel his way in and do that but I encourage you for those who are struggling with that or know someone who's struggling with that, show them Philippians chapter 3, verses 10 through or 9 through 14. And be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain to the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after if that I may apprehend that which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count myself not to myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do forgetting this is so important, guys, forgetting those things which are behind and reach forward, reach forward, right? Reaching forward unto those things which are before. And I press toward the mark for the prize, the high calling Amen. of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. I absolutely love Amen. that. It's one of Amen. my favorite scriptures because it reminds me that whenever Satan tries to, to come after you or try to beat you up over something you can forget everything because it was already paid for at the cross right jesus's blood is already paid for all of it past present and future and That's we right. can forget that guys you can leave that condemnation yeah. that shame behind you and you just keep leaning forward into jesus christ and that's going to become so important the more and more as we get closer to that final hour i know the spiritual warfare is going to keep increasing so keep that in your mind Read that scripture because it reminds you, Paul reminds us, hey, we're not perfect, but we're leaning forward 
to the day when we will be perfected. It's a promise. God has already laid hold of you. Just lean into him. Amen. 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 Yes, we trust in the blood of Jesus. Absolutely. Yeah. Ready to kick off the questions here, Greg? Got a half hour. Yeah, go ahead. You can bring up the first one if you want. So here it's Watchman 97 says, sudden destruction, could that be the rapture? Absolutely. Uh, we, I believe uh, what's going to happen here will be sudden destruction will be the rapture resurrection, which will also be an EMP event, which will also bring in a huge earthquake, which will answer somebody else's question about that, which will basically be the right combination of things needed to, in order to save Israel at that point. You know, once the United States pulls away from them, which I think that will be towards the end of this month. Somebody else will also asking about that. So I'm answering a few questions here. So the sudden destruction could be the rapture resurrection. And also the sudden destruction could also be in the midpoint at the three and a half year mark where uh, you have the seventh seal that's open to silence of heaven for about half an hour at the midpoint. And this is beginning of the seven trumpet judgments at this point, three and a half years of God's wrath. So once you know, I made that I made that uh, prediction where World War Three could possibly go to the mid trip point, and then when World War Three comes to an end, they're like, "Hey, peace and safety, no more war," and then sudden destruction of God's wrath hits them. After that, they say, "So they can say peace and safety twice." You know, rapture, resurrection, and end of World mm. War Three, the mid trip, and yes. then God's wrath. What do you think? Yes, because that's what I see too. I see that because a lot of people say, okay, well, after the rapture, uh, they will think that uh, we've been uh, taken away by the UFOs and stuff like this. And no, that's not just going to be like this. There'll be total chaos on the earth. It's going to be really, really bad. And it could be sudden destruction. I, I strongly believe that because it, it's not going to be a pretty day on the earth once once we're removed. That's what I think. Amen. Anybody else? We'll go to the next Amen. question. Oh, no, that sounds great. You guys got it. Good. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, got, uh, that's awesome. Question for Happy Pappy. Has Uptime ever discussed the snake church in the Vatican? Paul VI audience hall. It's the reason why I love Catholicism. The moment I saw that, I knew that. I knew what it meant and left forever. So... Yeah, the Catholic Church, uh, I did that for 28 years. Yeah. <laughs> mm. And needless to say, man, that was nothing good about it at all. Now, there are believers who are still in the Catholic Church. I just don't like change, and they, they believe in Jesus. They come here and they watch us. They yeah. trust in the blood. I know we're talking about getting to know Jesus, but let's make sure we mm. understand. We understand how we're saved by trusting in his shed blood at the cross. His blood, atone, his blood atones for our sins. He's the Lamb of God who's come to take away the sins of the world. Okay. We understand that. That's how we get saved. Okay. That's how our sins are forgiven. His shed blood. So once we accept that work that he did, what he accomplished at the cross, then we can have a relationship with him. Okay. But we must understand, everybody, that Jesus paid the price for your sins. His shed blood. His blood, since he since his blood did not come from Joseph, his blood came from the Heavenly Father. So he knew no sin. His blood, you know, people don't realize our blood, like my blood goes to my sons. You know, there's memory in that blood. There's programming in that blood. Stuff that I put into that blood, there's programming for my father, my grandfather, my great-grandfather in me in that blood. That programming, memories in that blood. 
Okay, you see how that works? That's why in the Bible, you go from male to male to male to male to male, man to man mm-hmm. to man, because the blood passes through father from the father. Okay. Yeah. So with that being said here, his blood was perfect. It had only memory it had is God the Father. Perfect. Mm-hmm. No sin, never knew sin. That's why the Bible said he never knew sin. He became sin because that blood never knew sin. It had never had a memory of sin in that blood. No. Nope. Okay. So once again, so we, as long as we understand that first, and then once you understand that and accept that for yourself, claim it for yourself, claim that gift by faith. Now you have that relationship with Jesus Christ because you've been sealed until the day of redemption, Ephesians 4.30, okay? So we have Catholics that believe that, but yet they still return to that church <laughs> and they sit there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's not just that, but the shedding of the blood, but it also believing that he has risen mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the dead. Yeah. Right? Don't forget that is in Paul's, Paul's yes. gospel because people will say, Thank Oh yeah, you. I believe Jesus walked the earth. I believe he, yeah, he died yeah. and everything. Do you believe he rose again? Amen. That is the who and the what. And, um, who you... is Jesus and what he did. For us, for our gospel, is the what he did for us yeah. and what he did completely as as also as he has been risen. So that's the what. The who, everybody believe in Jesus. Say, mm-hmm. I believe in Jesus. Yes. But do you believe Jesus, what he did for you or for me? Right? That's the difference. The what did he do? What. He shed his blood. Yeah. And it's, 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 really, uh, it's really crazy, though. Going back to that question for just a half a second here, to because to, you were talking about the Paul, the hall, the audience hall. I'm not sure if you guys um, ever seen this or not, but uh, the the hall itself, the design of it is a serpent's oh, yeah. head. So I'm not sure if you yeah. guys ever seen that picture. It's um, no. they compare it. This is actually the real hall. And um, they actually wow. designed this, the this place this. of uh, worship, which yeah. is crazy. And that that statue that's at the very tip is the most wicked wood carved statue I have ever seen. Yeah. And um, they try to say it's Jesus at the ascension, but it looks like an antichrist. But um, it's very yeah. wicked and it's no. crazy. And when you see this, it's like, wow. Wow. Look now, this at they, isn't the lens, this, right, doing this? This is the architecture? No, the yeah, it's the architecture, architecture of the actual building. If you actually wow. – there's better pictures of it online that people have gone wow. in there with cameras and mm-hmm. took their own pictures. It's crazy. The wow. perspective angle of that part of the building, the actual architecture is designed to look like that. It's nuts. Crazy. Wow, you can even see that like, where the teeth are. Mm-hmm. Look at who, who who shapes and a wall like that. And the tongue, right? Figure it be a straight ninety degrees. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you isn't know? there something in scripture also that says the symbolism will be their downfall? Mm-hmm. Right, that's yeah. right. Let's see if yep. you can find that, that. Right. Wow, that's that's an amazing picture. That's an amazing that picture. Up. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for bringing that up. Here's a question from Jackie. says, do you guys think that a baby still in the womb will be taken in the rapture if the mother isn't saved? Also, I think that we are in those days between seems to tarry, but it will not. Well, to answer your first question, the baby, I talked about this before, all the babies will be taken at that point. Okay, the baby in the womb. Imagine being a mother who is saved. So imagine what that's going to be like when you're raptured. You'll be changed, and you have an infant with you that's already born, 
You know, that's a, it's a mystery. Don't ask me how old that baby's going to be. But even the woman's not saved, the baby is, because if you go to Romans 9, 7 verse 9, it says, For I was alive without Christ once. But when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. So you go back to Adam. If you eat of this tree, surely you will die. It'll be a spiritual death. Okay, so you are alive spiritually in the womb and you reach an age of accountability. Okay, you're alive spiritually. But when that sin came, sin revived and he died spiritually. And he was he was not accountable for his sin. And the Bible says, First Thessalonians 4, 16, 17, the dead in Christ shall rise first, then we who are alive and remain. So he probably was talking about, you know, God's words have several different meanings to it, levels of meanings. We are alive still. We haven't died yet, and we're still remaining on the earth, but also those spiritually alive who are babies, small children that haven't come, cannot quite put together the understanding of salvation yet. God has mercy on them and removes them because they're still spiritually alive, so they still bear the family resemblance of the body of Christ. You see what I'm saying? So we're all taken out of here at this point. If you bear that family resemblance, that's what Jesus talks about. Be must become like little children. Okay. I mean, there's so many parallels. I mean, what do you guys think? Oh yeah. The word is absolutely filled with depth. It's just, it amazes me how, how many layers there is to that cake when it comes to the word of God. And it's, I absolutely think that it's very, very likely the case here. Um, I definitely do believe, yeah, that the children will be taken, but I just wanted to comment and say how amazing that is, though, how many different layers God has to his word. And that's how they, you know, it says that they, if they would have known some of these mysteries, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. Yet Amen. there it was all along in the scripture, right, right in front of them. But the layers are so deep. And then again, it takes the spirit of God to discern things of God. So it just shows you, it brings that point home once again. Answering questions like this is all nice and and it has to be done because a lot of people have a lot of questions. But Second Timothy 2.15 brings us to, it's a commandment from Paul. It says, study to show thyself approved. Amen. A workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And this is very important. I, once you accept Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus Christ, this becomes your love letter. This is your love letter from God to you. It's personal. You don't read the Bible by the way the Bible reads you. And you will see, you will find as you go through your journey to study that you will, you will get to stuff that, man, it, it, you will be amazed to understand. It's going to bring you to tears and you're going to cry in a good way, because you will understand what God meant through Jesus Christ and why his blood is so important. Amen. Because the whole Bible has to do with the Lord Jesus Christ. The whole Bible, even the Old Testament, it comes to a perfect, um, perfect scenario for Jesus Christ in the New Testament. Amen. Amen. So Amen true. to that. Next one here from uh, Shokim. I'm not sure if I'm saying your name right, but it says uh, Oliver here. Oh, okay, I think I did this guy before. I said his name, and then he says Oliver in, in the comment. <laughs> it 
So anyways, Oliver says, do you think after what King Charles about the trillions of dollars, the static war in Ukraine and in Venezuela, that's all fundraisers except the Antichrist. Great observation there, Oliver. Well, yeah. That's a really good observation because the Antichrist will have a global army put in place. Mm-hmm. Okay. And to think that all this, you know, there's a weapons depot and all these people took all these weapons and they all took them and went silent with them for the most part. Yeah, I know we got some skirmishes in the Middle East between Hamas and Israel. You got some stuff going on in Venezuela and Spain now and uh, uh, Brazil, Venezuela and Brazil now and um, stuff like that. But it's like a lot of this stuff isn't being used. It's just got spread out everywhere. Just like goes back to all this military movement we talked about last week. Remember that, Greg, John? And you yes. were here last week, right? Right, Michael? No, no, you weren't here last yeah, week. Yeah, I was I was yeah. absent last week, unfortunately. Yeah, we are talking about that. All this military movement all over the world, all this equipment, and then they all got into position, went silent. Yeah. I'm like, what are these guys waiting for? I know well, I know what, but I, I, I've watched these commentaries. It's like, what are these armies waiting for? I'm like, yeah. I know what they're waiting for. They're after resurrection. They can't do what they want yeah. to do because the hand of restraint has to be removed. Yeah, that's really interesting you say that because I was even watching a little new segment from Fox and there was a a retired colonel on there, an army colonel, and he was saying, he's like, I don't understand why we have all these naval assets over there to project strength, but they're not doing anything. He's like, <laughs> he's like, we need to show, you know, Iran that we mean business, but they're they're there, but they're not really doing anything. And mm-hmm. it, it makes me think of that, right? Because they're waiting for something else. Mm. Yeah. For, what are they waiting for, Greg? Oh, all eyes are in. Right now. Uh, so, yes, we're kind of all waiting for that pivotal moment in time uh, for the rapture to happen, to occur. But, uh, of course, we're looking at it a little bit on, on this side of, of Jordan, too. I think we are underestimating Jordan right now because that is where uh, the woman flees to, Petra, right? Uh, who, mm-hmm. who is leading Jordan right now? King Abdullah II, right? And very interestingly enough, he has been heavily involved with the peace as well, the peace plans as well. Uh, I know that the eyes are on King Charles, but keep an eye on King Abdullah II of Jordan. Um, just take a look in the news articles, mm-hmm. see how he kind of s- sneaks in there because he has the keys right now to the Dome of the Rock. He is also a direct descendant of Muhammad. So um, I believe it's 42nd direct descendant, if I'm not mistaken. Just keep an eye on it because I think the Antichrist is not going to be as prominent right away as we think he's going to be. Yeah. Just, just putting that's, that out yeah. there. Yeah, no, that's, he needs a promoter. He needs yeah. that. He needs the false prophet promoter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, however that all, however that all works out. You know, here's a question from Aaron. Going back to what we were talking about earlier, will and, internet IDs be CBDCs too? Yeah, these CBDCs will actually be the uh, economic component for the internet IDs. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. All control, baby. All control. <laughs> I didn't know that uh, Petra meant rock in the Greek. I'm not sure if anyone knew that or not. But uh, oh, I was yes, looking... yeah. Well, that that was. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, Peter, Peter's name, right? Pet, yeah, Petros yeah. and Petras, yes. Yeah, I, I just 
did not know that. That's interesting. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. The place of yeah. refuge, the rock. And that was the distinguished of who was the rock, of course. Jesus is. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. being discussed at that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah someone's asked about that. Peter is why do they choose Peter? And why did they make Peter? Was Peter the first pope? Like, no, the Bible just says Jesus no, he was married. Yeah. Yeah. So they, 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 I, I get it, but they, they, they twist, they twist oh, history yeah. and stuff like that. But they're sticking with the fact that when Jesus said to Peter, "On this rock I should build my yeah. church," mm-hmm. okay, and that's yeah, where right. that's where it started, right? With with yeah. the their tradition, the tradition. Yeah. yeah. So they said, "Oh, he was the first pope." I was like, first of all, you guys were even around. Peter wasn't even around when you guys were established. It was like three seventy six A.D. something like that when this church was established. So how can Peter be your first pope? I love that. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's stupid. But they, 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 they somehow found a way, Michael, to shove a square through a triangle hole. <laughs> it's crazy. It, it's, <laughs> it really is crazy. It reminds me of, um, oh, where, where is it? In Second Peter 3.16, where it talks about they, they twist scripture unto their own destruction. That kind of fills it in quite nicely there. Because that's exactly what the, what people like that are doing, but that doesn't make sense when you look at the timelines. Well, you're absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there it is, right there. Also, um, as also in all epistles, speaking of them and the things in which some things are hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do also other scriptures uh, unto their own description or own descri- destruction. Sorry, destruction. Yep. Amen. Yep. Interesting, interesting, the times that we're living in. And I, I've noticed that we're seeing a lot more of this, too, you know. But I guess that goes along with the itching ears. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mike, you want to read this next question? Sure. Uh, is taking medication for depression and anxiety a sin, and does it affect my salvation? Well, I can personally tell you I take medication for PTSD and anxiety, and... um this, there's there's a thing, guys, because we live in fallen bodies, right? And yep. we have physical, biological functions that take place. This isn't like when we see scriptures, and this is something that Satan tried to beat me up about too in the past. And um, we see things like where you know we know that God, our Lord, is the the God of peace, this, and He gives us peace that surpasses all understanding. Mm-hmm. And He very much does do those things. And I can't begin to tell you how many times I've even mentioned it on this channel where. Where something where it's happening, I will be in the car, you know, no matter if how crazy I look to people around me, and I just call out onto the Lord, and yes. literally I'll feel that peace Amen. taking away that episode of mental duress that I'm going through, Amen. and it's just amazing to see the power of God. However, that being said, I your body discharging adrenaline through your bloodstream is not natural. That's something that's going to be, that's not like I'm staying up late, not trusting God because of a test that's coming up or I'm not trusting him because of, you know, X, Y, or Z. This is a just unnatural, broken down, sinful body, biological function that no longer is functioning properly. All that medication is doing is just trying to aid in your physical body into yes. operating properly. So this, this has nothing to do with your 
your your salvation, right? This no. is just your physical tent. It's like, hey, am I going to walk around with holes all through my tent, or am I going to take the time to make sure I'm trying to eat right? I'm going to patch it up where it needs to be patched up. There's a difference between taking care of what God has given us till the day of redemption or the time yes. we return to the grave, and there's also a difference in abusing medication okay yes. you're abusing medication and you know you know your heart and you know what god will convict you of those things and um but still at the end of the day when you have believed in the shed blood of jesus christ and his death burial and most importantly resurrection that gives us all hope of eternal life yep. you are sealed there's yes, nothing that's going to take you not no pill no whatever is going to take you away from the lord so Amen. always remember that, guys, Amen. because Satan really worked me over with that. And I um, irresponsibly stopped taking some medicine before, and I ended up a basket case. And mm -hmm. that was way worse, right? Way worse. I was completely unable to do anything for the Lord at the time, right? Because I was such a bad. Mm -hmm. So Satan succeeded. So I was like, oh, wow, Lord, I didn't even realize this. So the Lord had to minister to me and teach me through others. Yes. Amen. I think the same thing. This is, I agree with everything Michael said. I do also take medication for PTSD. And listen, if you would have a broken leg, would you get a cast? Well, mm -hmm. that's the same thing. You mm -hmm. go see the doctor, you trust the doctor because, of course, they've been created by God and they are there. You take care. If you take medication, it's because you take care of yourself, obviously. And this is what it is. It's once, like Michael said, once you're sealed, you're sealed with the Holy Ghost. That's it. Nothing can take it away Amen. from you. Right. The spiritual I'm, seal. Amen. Thank you. Right, John. I'm not from, uh, I'm not for, uh, dark alley drugs of course not but <laughs> what is prescribed by the doctor yeah. is for your health and i take it and uh, i'm still sealed with the holy ghost and uh, up to the last news i'm going to the rapture amen or amen. Yeah. Well, so it's also a personal choice folks i mean if you yes. are feeling convicted and don't want to take something and that's up to you uh, obviously but um uh, we're certainly not doctors and we yeah, can't definitely not a give doctor. you no, uh, medical not, advice. Definitely, yeah, don't Ooh. take my medical advice. I'm just saying be careful about what you think is conviction versus what Satan is trying to bring to you as condemnation. Be very careful. That is can be a very thin line there. So you, if it is convicting, you best be taking it to Jesus in prayer thoroughly yes. before you take any type of action on anything. Amen to that. There you yes. go. Speaking about medication and medical stuff, uh, oh, have, have you heard about the new outbreak saying. in China? Yeah. And All right. Well, like, we're going to dance around using the right <laughs> terminology. Well, it, deals with, it deals with the lungs. Okay. <laughs> it's, different, it's, it's the opposite color of black, which is, you know, so put that together. So we're not going to say the word here, but be it as it may, it's another fear tactic, probably something they released in the air. It could be also, um, you know, watch what's been happening over the last 12 months. All the stuff they've been putting in the air and the fires, the burning tires, millions and millions of tires over the Middle East, and everything that they've been blowing up, the trains and the forest fires and everything. And now you have this type of lung issues going on. I mean, surprise, surprise, surprise. I'm not surprised about that at all. 
It could also have something to do with the shot in the arm, people that took it. You know, they, they, they'd never mentioned that. Is that something that people took a shot to the arm or they're dealing with this now? So don't let this bother you. Okay. All right. And it's not a, and once again, it's not something that has a, a 50 to 70, 80% fatality rate. You know, I think their prediction was like, this thing's going to cause 100,000 people in America to die. Mm-hmm. Okay. 100,000 out of 390, almost 400 million people. Okay, and there's probably going to be people with real serious medical conditions, just like the original disease, original sickness. So it's no different. Okay, just make sure you take all the right stuff, stay healthy. Yeah. You know, you, there's plenty of sources out there where you can do that. Anybody else want to chime in here? Yeah, Carefully. and Anthony, I think if you're you're also going on the on the route of is there another agenda possibly at, at play here from what we just previously had, that is a big possibility. Huge possibility. Um, how they will fit that in? It seems like it's a replay of what, what just we just went through with a recent pandemic. But we we don't know. We don't know. But just be ready for anything, folks. Be ready for anything. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Amen. We're not supposed to be fearing this stuff, and uh, the Lord will guide you. He'll direct you. Yeah, man. Um, and uh, it just shows shows me that we are closer and closer. To oh, the yeah. return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, yeah. Here's a fun question from Caesar: Will the millennial rain have a vegetation grow super fast? Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be a completely different era during that time. You know, I think we talked about what. How does Jesus repair the earth? You know, if you have nuclear war, nuclear fallout. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe you know what's going to happen. He's going to get here and he's going to fix it quickly. Yes. And when he does, it's going to be a testimony to everybody on earth that he is the Christ when he does it. When they see everything repaired in front of them, the skies clear, trees grow, everything happens so quickly. They're like, this is incredible. That guy that showed up in Israel, that has to be the real Christ. It has to be. I mean, look at all this incredible stuff that's happening here. Every Mm -hmm. knee shall bow. Amen. Every tongue will confess. confess. And there will be the tree of life, too. Jesus Christ is Lord. Mm-hmm. Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every tongue will be confessing. I mean, he's going to give them a reason. It's, it's not the fact that he comes down here in a flying horse and gets down. Hey, bow down, you know. <laughs> <laughs> flying horses, standard issue for everybody in the kingdom. So, nice. issue being a part of yes, part of Christ's military. Yeah, flying horse. And Long you won't have to horse. worry about hand receipts for any of it. So if it gets yeah. lost, you don't have to worry about anything lost or stolen. Right. So no, no, no hand receipts. That's right. You get to name your horse too. I remember Ellie uh, Marzulli talked about that a lot. Go, you get a flying horse, and you get to name your horse, and your horse will. You get to pretty much spend it, you know, a thousand years with your horse, you know, cruising around whatever you're going to be doing with your horse, you know, and he could fly, which would be great. What? So, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's awesome. <laughs> I had a dream. I had a horse. It was really amazing. I was in a, it was like a field all around me. I, I'm not sure if I ever told you guys about that one where um, I was on a horse, but it, it looked so ornate and beautiful and it had like gold trimmings and all this almost un, unconceived. I can't even describe it. And um, I remember being on this road and it was like going down this field and it felt, I seen this guy and he kept coming on the road and he kept trying to stop me from going forward. But the horse is like, nope kept going forward and then there was this little gate 
And I remember opening it up and I came through with the horse. And there's only been a few times in my entire life where I can truly say that I have had my breath taking away from beauty. And um, I remember walking or trotting, I should say, through the gate on the horse. And my breath was just immediately left my body. I looked around, guys. It was the most beautiful rolling hills with this green purple, or not green, but uh, these purplish red flowers. It was just something I've never seen on earth, right? You know, and it was just so beautiful. I remember it just so vivid. You know, it's like one of those dreams where you could just feel the sun on your face and the wind blowing. And, and I remember there's people there all looking at me working in this field and they were smiling and looking at me. And I was like, where am I? This is amazing. And I woke up and I was like, oh man, I'm still on earth. Mm-hmm. Been there. It was amazing. Awesome. awesome. You'll yeah. never forget it. Ne- right? Never forget oh, that. Yeah. Those kind mm-hmm. of dreams I'll never, ever, ever forget. I had All it. I know is when I'm going to be riding my horse for the first time, I want to see the back of Jesus, not the front. Yeah, that's right. That's true. That's a good point right there. Yeah. Imagine, like the imagine, just try to picture that one day when we return. You're, you're getting up on the horse. you got angels around you. They're probably gearing up your horse and giving you a sword for you're not going to use it but is this going to be kind of like standard issue part of your uniform stuff yeah. like that yeah and everybody there's a big trumpet going off all your horses standing That's at so attention awesome, and they all start moving like and you're moving and moving yeah. through the cosmos and stuff like that and head towards the earth and yeah. the earth's getting closer and closer and then you're breaking through the clouds going down through the clouds oh man yeah yeah i mean i can cool. tell you guys from experience in the natural oh. having been in the army and uh, when we had huge base parades or gatherings and just seeing columns upon columns upon columns of soldiers airmen and sailors and it's just when we marched you, you could just hear the sound of the boots hitting the ground. You know, mm-hmm. when it's just one boot, it doesn't make anything. But when you have huge columns of troops, you know, whole entire divisions and brigades going by, it's like boom, boom. And then I remember seeing those huge platforms where the, the generals would be on, you know, and you turn over and you look at them as you're going by. And it was just, just amazing. It was like, wow. It, it was just, it was just such an awesome experience to, to experience that. And that was natural. Can you imagine what Bob just described? It's going to be just breathtaking, guys. The, just, no, I have seen. The exhilaration. Right? Of and, you know, there won't be any feel. dust either. Oh. Just, we'll be, you know, you figure that many horses, that'd be the big old dust cloud. Won't be no dust. No ears heard. No dirt will touch those horses or any, nope. any of us. Mm, Pure, man, white, man. clean, man. No mind can comprehend mm. things so awesome. God has for us. Not, Amen, too, far, so. not too far in the future. Greg, oh, far in the future. Amen, amen. That deserves. Wait, wait, wait. That deserves, that deserves a, a short blast. Yep. Scott yeah. Hines in the chat just said, "Mr. Ed, I would love. I've always wanted a Mr. Ed. Yes, that would be amazing, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ed. <laughs> That's great. Oh well, yeah. Well, we'll know every language, right? We'll every we'll yeah. be able to speak, and you'll know exactly what they're talking about. <laughs> what they're talking oh. about. I don't know if they will have accents, but you know." I like to be a smart aleck, you know. I like a <laughs> horse be quick with comments. You know, you <laughs> come back and stuff, you know. <laughs> I like that. Awesome. Yeah, my side, man. That'd be funny. That would be 
Awesome. Well, boy, the time flies when you're having fun, right? Uh, we're at the two hour mark. Uh, any last comments? Prayer requests. The gospel, the gospel, the gospel. Mm-hmm. Get mm-hmm. to the gospel, First Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. Make sure, make sure that you are saved by the blood of Christ. He shed mm-hmm. his blood. The who, everybody knows Jesus Christ, but the what, what he did for you. It's in the gospel of First Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preach unto you, which also you have received and wherein you stand by which also you are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preach unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I deliver unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture, and that he was buried, and he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. If it says twice according to the scriptures, it's because it's mm-hmm. important. Amen. There you go. Amen. 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 So, everyone, thank you so much for joining us for another uptime. Lord willing, we'll be back again next week. Uh, but, of course, keep looking up. Keep praying. Um, of course, we do have uh, some others, actually two that I can think of right now who could definitely use prayer. Uh, a previous guest, uh, Shanna Henning who is currently sick right now. She could use prayer. Also, uh, Zara Fastani, uh, specifically for himself, uh, just help him understand his salvation and his father uh, needs needs prayer as well. I think he's got some health issues. Um, so we're definitely lifting you up, and brother, and uh, we thank you all for coming back on for another uptime. God bless you all, and Lord willing, we'll see you next week. Amen. Bye-bye. God bless you all. God bless. Bye-bye.